Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living a Life Through Books, the podcast about everything bookish. I'm your host, Dr. Shanaz Ahmed. In today, I am actually going to play a recorded interview that I did as a guest of Mark Medley for the Reading Circle. This uh, interview was actually live on the radio, and uh, a copy of this interview can also be be found on YouTube. I'll add that link. So um, this is it. I'm not going to have my usual outro and uh, this episode will end at the end of the interview. And here's the show, The Reading Circle with Mark Medley, where he has me as a guest. My guest this morning is Dr. Shanaz Ahmed, and she is a pediatric pediatric dentist by profession. A few years ago, she exchanged one habit for the habit of reading, and it has led her down the path to podcasting about everything books. Her podcast, Living a Life Through Books, started as a reading journey, and now she interviews authors, including New York Times bestselling ones. While she's not practicing or podcasting, so in other words, when she's not doing her dentistry or podcasting, you can find Shanaz most likely curled up in a corner with a book. Oh, a woman after my own heart. (laughs) She's read over 100 books last year and her dreams set on being an author and a speaker. Hiking with her husband is one of her favorite things to do. Ladies and gentlemen, Welcome to the Reading Circle Microphones, Dr. Shanaz Ahmed. Dr. Shanaz Ahmed, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Hey, I am great. If I were any better, I'd be twins, right? (laughs) (laughs) I know that's right. (laughs) And that's a good attitude and a good spirit to have, particularly with everything that we're going through, you know, over the last year or so. And we could still say that. So that that says a lot because, you know, it would be real easy to be down in the mouth, uh, down and out and depressed. But, you know, even through this, you're still saying if I was any better, I'd be a twin. Right. Right. Gotta be grateful, dude. That's absolutely right. I mean, and that that is the trick and the key to it all. I really I read because when I kick off the show at six o'clock, I always I read from two daily devotionals. And one of the things that I read this morning was like, the more grateful you are, the more things you get to be grateful for. Absolutely. So, in any event, a great spirit. I already shared, I shared with you in those couple of minutes, we talked a couple of minutes ago, as well as with the listening audience, even though we had not spoken other than on Swell, because we, we, didn't, we didn't speak face-to-face or on phone-to-phone or what have you, but we have heard each other's voices on, as I was telling you, there is a platform called Swell. And it is a micro-podcasting app that allows you, again, you could throw out a question just to kind of see how folks respond. And this is how Shiraz and I met. Now, let me ask you this question before we go forward. Are you, I mean, in terms of 
how do you want me to address you? Do you want me to call you Dr. Ahmed? Or do you want me to call you Dr. Shanaz or just Shanaz is fine? Or how, how do you Shanaz is fine. Shanaz is fine. You know, oh. this is fine. Let's just keep it informal. Let's go with Shanaz. Okay. That's, I, I like it because some people really get hung up on their titles and it's like, okay, you know, you're going to call me Dr. Like, okay, fine. Either way, I have no problem. I just want to make sure I'm not offending one way or the other. So if you're cool with Shanaz, I'm cool with Shanaz. But if you want me to call I'm you. I'm cool with Shanaz. All right. <laughs> but in any event, Shanaz had, had thrown out a no, I had thrown out a question on Swell in terms of why I think the question I had put out there was, is it really that hard to love everybody versus, you know, all this hatred we have going on? Why can't we just, you know, it seems like it would be kind of easy to just love everybody and be done. And Shanaz responded to it. That's when we first met. And then Shanaz put out a question, I think, and I responded to one of hers. And then I reached out to her on LinkedIn and said, you know what, I'd love to have you on my show. And she now reached back and said, yes, she'd love to be on here because I saw every, like she does a lot in terms of reading and this is the reading circle so it was a really good fit right so i invited she said i'd love to and we scheduled today and now here she is so i'm saying all that to say as i was sharing with you prior to her coming on social media has been wonderful in terms of uh, meeting people who would be interested to be guests on the show it has been great for that and now when you start adding the other platforms because again swell is a micro podcast it only gives you like two or three minutes maybe five minutes i think to record something and See how folks respond. And the different what what's what's interesting about Swell is folks don't necessarily respond in writing or in text. They respond in recorded voice. And so that's how this day came about in terms of Shanaz joining me. So Shanaz, with all that preamble, with all that said, <laughs> let's let's first off, let's talk a little bit about because I'm looking here like you're a pediatric dentist, podcaster, reader, you know, you're about bookish stuff. But let's kind of get into let's let's do the dentist thing first. Where did where did that kind of come from? And you know, what what prompted you to want to be a dentist and you know what was school like for you? Let's talk a little bit about that. And then we'll work our way into the reading because it's connected. Sure. So dentistry, actually, originally I wanted to do med school, okay? I wanted to be like uh, a real doctor, right? That's what we call them. The <laughs> now, see. Okay. Now, so here I was, uh, you know, first year I applied, I didn't get in. So second year, I was taking some courses at the medical school here at St. Louis University. I, they they had this program where you could just take some courses, and uh, I had my application ready to go, sitting on my desk. And honestly, Mark, I don't even know where that application is right now because I never mailed it in. Like something in me just clicked, and I said, I don't want to do this. So I got really, like, stuck. I just got frozen. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And now here's the thing. It's a very cultural thing that you have to be a doctor of something. You have to be <laughs> Uh, it, it's a crucial thing. I mean, you're either a doctor or a lawyer or an engineer or you're a nobody. And it's just kind of one of those things that I'm just like, great, I'm going to be a nobody. Excellent. This is wonderful. <laughs> you know, what the heck? Well, anyway, uh, at that time, I got married to my first husband. We don't want to talk about that. But, you know, it was a suggested, you know, have you ever considered dental school? And I was like, ew, dentistry. Ew. I don't want to put my hands in people's mouth. It's like, I don't want to get all the, just spit on my mouth. That's gross. And he's like, well, exactly what uh, year are you living in? You know people wear gloves now. And I'm like, they do? <laughs> I'm like, what? They do? Oh. So then I thought, okay, 
so I looked it up. Of course, there's like the dental admission test. So here I am. Uh, I was like, okay, I studied for the dental admission test. And I was like, okay, fine. I applied. And here's the kicker. So I go to the interview at Indiana University. This is where I got in. But I go to the interview, and the guy says, okay, you have great grades. Uh, your DAT is excellent. But you have no dental anything. Like, you have you even been to a dental office, like, actually seen how it works? You know, and I'm like, um, I know I like it. <laughs> you know, just yesing my way through it, right? <laughs> I know I like it. No, it's fine. Just, just let me be a student here, okay? I got to do this. But um, so the guy, he said, look, what I want you to do is I want you to visit a couple of dentists. I want you to write an essay about it and send it to us. So essays are my thing. I mean, you give me an essay, I'll give you, uh, I'll be like, when do you need it? One hour, two hours, here you go, it's done. Like, I mean, it, so essays don't freak me out. And so I was like, okay, that's no big deal. So I just got to go visit these two places and just pretty much narrate what happened or whatever. Oh, no big deal. So I did it. And uh, when I went to the dental offices, I was like, oh, wow, there is this. And, and like, it was, I don't even know what the heck I was thinking before that. I mean, I literally am <laughs> kind of like, well, what are you thinking in the first place? So I was like, man, I really like this. So I did my essay. I got in. And um, I, I would say the rest is history, right? Well, absolutely. First off, it's interesting. All right, when you think of something in terms of, I mean, there's a couple of things you said that I'm going to comment on that I'm going to have some fun with. Because Thankfully, this is not TV and this is radio and I have a mic button that I can turn it off because I'm sitting here laughing my backside off as you're telling the story. Because <laughs> it's hilarious in terms of the way you're describing it. Even when you're talking about the first husband, we're not going to go there. That I'm hilarious. So, and in terms of... The first comment you made was, you know, I wanted to be a real doctor. Now, that's funny to me because it's like, okay, dentist is real. I mean, but it's like certain doctors for whatever, like chiropractors, dentists, this, that, and the other, folks have a different view. Now, interestingly enough, my view on dentists was like, I honestly, now I've always told people this in terms of, of doctors, and I hope my, my, my general doctor is not listening, but to me, the dentists are really are the ones that really earn their money in terms of they actually have to do something while you're there. Like, you, it's not just a matter of look at you, write a prescription, and say $500. You all actually do something in terms of, like you said, you have to go in the mouth, you have to, you know, you do your x-rays, you have the folks that do the cleaning, or if you have to pull teeth, or you have to, you know, go in there and do caps, or whatever. You all, in my mind, it's kind of like the dentist, out of all the doctors that I go to, really earn their money. So it was right. funny. It was really funny to hear you say, like the real doctor. So yeah, you are a real doctor. That, no question. There's no question there. <laughs> um, and so my and then and then to say, well, I didn't even know what dentistry was about to go in it. <laughs> now I, I laughed again because your story's somewhat kind of similar to whenever I picked my major for undergrad in college. I mean, I literally picked business administration up out of the hat, and I didn't. Now, this is how stupid I was. I thought I was going to get away from math because I really didn't care for math. I was always a language arts and music person. So I thought, for whatever reason, that I was getting away from math, not realizing that business administration was very math intensive. So I laugh when I, when I hear you say, mm, I really didn't even know what dentistry was, but I decided I was going to be a dentist. 
<laughs> However, you know what? And this is where I was saying the reading piece is connected in terms of the, obviously you you are a good student. All right. And so whenever, no, one, there was another thing that you said too that, that I had to get a chuckle out of. And that was the cultural thing you were saying. You're like, you have to be a doctor or a lawyer. You, that's what's considered. People think there is such a thing as a positive stereotype when the truth of the matter is that that doesn't even apply. Uh, people think the fact that, you know, you all have to be culturally, you have to be a doctor. People think that's a positive stereotype. But even that in and of itself could be dangerous because you have folks who now don't become a doctor or a lawyer. And like you said, feel like they are nobody. Right. And that messes with folks' self-esteem. So when people think, oh, well, that's a good thing to say. No, not necessarily. But it is interesting to hear you bring that up to say, culturally, this is the expectation. Right. So you now came on and you did dentistry. You figured it out. You like They had you go to a dentist because like grades, everything was great. Hadn't done anything dentist-related. <laughs> And then you go, and, and sure enough, you as you say, the rest is history. So, what is it like once you got into it? Now you've been doing it. Did you? I mean, you're good with it. You like it. You've been because I noticed you focused on children. You're pediatric, right? So I've been doing pediatric dentistry for 20 years, right? So over time, I'll, if I had to be very blunt, it does great on you. It, it is very, very, very stressful. I would say pediatric dentistry is about 10 times more stressful than regular dentistry, which is extremely stressful as it is. So I think over time, the stress really has been getting to me. And that's where the reading kind of came into it because I was like, I, I need something. I just need something to take the edge off. And I don't do drugs, so it's like... <laughs> 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 I need something. I'm like, <laughs> so I'm like... So that's what I was like, okay, how do I, you know, what is my, like, the... Uh, the calming, you know, the um, that that moment. What is that? And uh, I was like, "What? Who is not?" You know. Then you get into this whole thing. Why am I so stressed out? What is going on? Who is she not? What does she want? And I and then there was a part of me that goes, "I know." When I was a child, I used to read a lot, and somehow I was like, "I just need to read." I think if I were to read or to write or something, it would just be better. And that's when I started thinking about essentially going back to myself. And I, I was like, okay, I'm going to start reading again. And so I did. And, uh, but, but it was a very interesting thing is when you start thinking about whatever it is. Like, for example, if you want to buy a new car, right? So let's say you want to buy a Chrysler. The, when you're driving you know, home or whatever, you'll start seeing a lot of Chryslers on the road. Oh, Correct. Wow, there are a lot of Chryslers because it's what you put focus on shows up. Correct. Vision, right? Correct. So the same thing with reading. Like, I started thinking, reading, reading, I need to read more, and voila, like magic, this article shows up on Facebook or something about how the average person can read 400 books a year. Now, for me, I was like, uh, that is just total blowing smoke up my, you know what? And I'm like, no, no way. Yeah, right. 400 books a year. You know, you're like thinking, this is just absolute bogus. Well, the next line of it was, and I'll do the math to prove it. Now, I'm kind of like, okay, I'm a science person, right? So, okay, if there's proof, 
like a mathematical equation to prove it, I was like, sure, show me. So then uh, I think the article broke it down to like, let's say the average person reads at 200 words a minute. And you're just throwing, throwing numbers here. Average right. person reads at 200 words a minute. Average book, let's say, has 80,000 words, okay? So at 80,000 words, that makes it about 400 minutes to finish a book, which translates to about six and a half hours. Now, it says, okay, so now you have the amount of time it takes to finish an average book, right? Then the next line was the average person spends X amount of time on social media. Right. Six and a half hours on social media. Right. And I'm going, oh, oh. F U C K. You know, like, what? That that aha moment. Yes. Yes. So, and so the article basically said, if you can convert, like, any, it's like it's not asking for like all six hours of your social media time. Just do one hour. So if you spend one hour a day in a week, you'd have finished this book, right? Like because of six and a half hours, right? Absolutely. So here I am, and I was like, um, it made sense, but somewhere in my brain, it just wasn't clicking. It cannot be. There's no <laughs> way I missed something this simple, okay? There's no way. I'm smart enough. I should have known this. This was not, this was not true. So I had at that time this serious problem with Candy Crush, right? Every night, I would play Candy Crush. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the habit you traded in. Got it. (laughs) So, yeah, I traded in Candy Crush for reading. And lo and behold, in a week, a book was done. And you know the interesting thing about finishing one book is it's not just you finished a book. It is the sense of a accomplishment because you went from zero correct to one book and all of a sudden you feel this like this puffy you know the puffy shoulders and all this stuff like oh yeah i'm puffed up man i'm i'm the i'm the bomb i finished the book and you just get this and then the next question comes in is wow if i can do that what else can i do can i do another book can i so this is where the whole thing started. It just literally started as to see if this article was right. And I think the first year I did this, I think I did about 12 books that year. Like I did about like a book a month or whatever, despite wasting a whole bunch of time. Then the second year, I think I moved up to like 43-ish. Third year was like 80-something. And then last year was 112. Now, see, what you're saying, first off, like I said, I just listening to that, like I said, you're a woman after my own heart. What you call it? You're funny as well as you love to read. You got two right off the bat. In terms of, <laughs> in, in, in terms of people, and I have to look at, I have to Google it, and I didn't, maybe I'll do it as you're talking at some point. But the average number of books that the average person reads per year, it really is dismal. I mean, you're talking about, like, the average, like, maybe one to two books per year, if that, all right? I mean, it really, it really is bad. And one of the reasons this show was even created 20 years ago was the station manager at that time wanted to put together a show that would encourage reading. Yeah. Hence the reading circle, okay? So, um, 
And and this is what people don't get because I get there are people they will literally tell you, oh, I hate reading. I don't like reading. I hate it's boring. It's this, that, and the other. It's something that once you figure it out, like you just said, because I tell people all the time in terms of whenever the Kindle first came out, I didn't think I was going to like digital downloaded books. I still like my hard books, my paperbacks. But from a convenience standpoint, because prior to the Kindle, I always had like a big bag of books that I carried with me all the time. No matter where I went, I always always had, right, exactly. I always had this (laughs) bag of books that I carried with me all the time. But when the Kindle came out, on my iPad, I was able to download books. Now I had like a thousand some books with me at my disposal in like the iPad. So there literally for me is never any downtime in terms of reading, to your point. So people, I tell people all the time, I'm anywhere at any given time between 25 and 30 books. And they look at me like I have three heads. Like, what, what do you mean you, you, you're reading 25 to 30 books at, at the same time? Just what I said. Because I can live to your to your point and the author's point. I said, well, they said, well, how do you keep up with all of them? I said, well, let's let's use an analogy with TV. If you sit down and you watch, let's see, a half hour sitcom. So you watch two an hour. And like you right. say, you sit there for three hours or so. So that's six different sitcoms or episodes that you've sat there and watched over a three-hour period of time. I said, well, I do the same thing with books. I might read one book for a half hour, close that, open up another book for the next half hour, close that, or either I might do a chapter here, close that chapter out, start a chapter in another book. So it's the same thing. Just like you said, you, you came to the realization, if I put down Candy Crush and I pick up the book, it's the same amount of time. It's just that you're doing a different activity and you're getting through the books. Now, it's interesting in terms, like you said, that feeling of accomplishment. Yes, it is. And and you know, you're a doctor, you're a science person. You know our endorphins kick in whenever we get the uh, feeling of accomplishment. Right. So you have that pleasure principle going on. Hey, I've done something. And like I said, for me, because <laughs> because I read the way I read, it's like when I finish a book, I read because because I'm, I'm reading 25, 30 at a time. So it may take me a little longer to get through any one book because I'm reading a chapter in one, a chapter in the next, a chapter in another, a chapter in another. But eventually it gets to the end of the book. And you're absolutely right, right in terms of the feeling of accomplishment. It's so bad now because this is the thing. Because it's so easy for me to download into the Kindle, I mean, I think I download at least, and, and the fact the way um, Amazon is set up, in terms of like, you really don't feel like you're spending money because it's already connected, it comes out of your account automatically. I think I wind up downloading a book per day. I'm almost like addicted to books. Like, oh my God, sometimes I have to like stop myself. Like, no, don't download another one. <laughs> but it... <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it it I mean, and I'm not exaggerating because this is what, like you were just talking about. If you're thinking about buying a car and you think about a Chrysler, you see a Chrysler everywhere you go. That's kind of like that law of attraction thing. So, for me, anytime if I'm on social media, or something or something leaps out at me, an author or a book, I see that kind of as a sign for me to download it. Now, it may be strange. It may sound come off as like weird, but for me, it's almost as if. God or the universe or some force is saying, no, this is a book you need to read. So that's that's my thought process in terms of and, and I'm always reading something or I'm looking at a magazine article, like you said, or something that will bring up an author or a book. And I, and I take that as mm, that's something higher than me telling me that's a book you need to read. <laughs> 
know, the other thing, Mark, is, I, I mean, for your listeners, right? Here's the thing. How many times have you gone to a grocery store and the line is really long? Right. And here you are pushing your cart along and you see all these people on their phones as they're pushing their cart along. They're just scrolling through their Facebook or their Instagram or their TikToks or whatever else they're scrolling through, right? They're just on their phone. Correct. Instead of doing that, they could just scroll and read through the ebook. Like, you have so many downloaded. I have so many downloaded, right? It's like, it's right there. So instead of just being there, Facebooking, you might as well read. I mean, there's just so many pockets of time that you can That's get right. with reading. No, that, that... I also do audiobooks. So okay. I, like, I do it all. Like, I do audio, I do ebooks i do physical books so yeah yeah if you just join me listening audience my guest this morning is dr shanaz ahmed and in her she has a couple different bios but one of her bios she says she is about quote bookish stuff unquote now her trade or her job her career she's a pediatric dentist however as a part of being the dentist to relieve her stress, she turned to reading, of which was a first love as a child. And now, again, it has taken her on a whole different path. And that's what we're talking about this morning because I see in one of, the, in one of your bars, you said you, you're going to talk about how reading can change your life. That's what we're talking about this morning. And for those of you out there, well, I don't like to read. If you would just discipline yourself and get into the practice. Because another key, Shanaz, to reading is to choose something that you're interested in. Absolutely. It's, you know, when people say, well, I just don't like reading. No, you haven't found the right book. Right. It's not about, oh, I don't like reading. No, you have not found the right book because there are so many books. I mean, there are books like I tried to read and I'm like, Ugh, who wrote this? I mean, seriously, no, I don't like this book. <laughs> <laughs> you know? like, but... But then there are these books that you just can't put down. I mean, I remember, so last year, I remember it was like uh, Ready Player One, okay? And it's just a novel, right? So here I am. I'm reading Ready Player One. I think I started about like 10 p.m. I was just reading. The next thing I knew, it was 5 a.m. 5 a.m. Because you know the biggest lie readers tell themselves? One more chapter. I know it's, I mean, oh my gosh. Right. Oh, wait, it's it's midnight. Maybe no, right. one more chapter, and I'll put it down. Well, one more chapter. Uh, one more chapter. It's just like, oh, man, I lied for like till 5 a.m., and then finally I put it down. <laughs> that's right. Just, you know, but that's, that's exactly it. It's like if you don't find the right book, then, you know, that's, that's one of the issues. It's kind of like if you're watching, let's say you're watching a, a movie, like a real Rolling moviness, just all the stuff is happening, right? And then someone comes in front of the screen and just shuts the movie off. How would you feel? Right. Like, Dude, turn it on, turn it on. No, no. You, you can't, you know, that's what books do to you. You have to get in and then it's there, but you have to allow yourself. You have to put yourself in the mind of believing that this is possible. There is this magic out there. If you're not even going to give it a chance, then... No, and and that is so true, and and I like the way you just described that in terms because reading can be magical. I mean, I can't tell you how many times on this show we've talked about that you can travel the world and not leave your bed or your seat. 
And right. you can do it through books in terms of, you know, and, and it allows you to use your imagination as you're reading. I mean, while I've had the operate, the op, the opportunity and I'm grateful and thankful to travel the world. I mean, places, I mean, I've been to the Eiffel Tower. I've been to the Great Wall in China. I've been to, you know, when you start talking landmarks, world landmarks, I've been to a lot of them. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them, like the Eiffel Tower and Great Wall of China, I had read about them in novels or in document- documentaries or what have you prior to me getting there. Mm-hmm. So it was just as if by reading the book, I had, when, I, when I really went there physically, it was almost like a deja vu. Like I really feel like I've been there for only because I've been, I read about them. So, right. so reading can take you places that you don't even leave your house, but your mind has gone there. And not for nothing, if you want to start connecting things like you were just talking about law of attraction with thinking of a Chrysler and you, that's all you start to see. What's not to say that as you're reading about these various places around the world, that's not setting it up for you to actually go there one day? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I completely, I, I hear you. Yes. No, it, I mean, you, you just you just never know how these, but I can tell you, most of these world places that I've had the opportunity to go to, I had read about them in either a novel or, like I said, a documentary prior to going there and ultimately wound up going there. So, but it. My, the point is, like you just said, I, I like the way you said that. If you don't like reading, it's because you haven't found the right book because everybody's interested in something and there's a book written about everything <laughs> there is right. no subject no matter how wild or willy that someone hasn't written a book about it right no absolutely absolutely yeah and, so, and that's the, the other thing is it's a conscious effort you know it's like right one you know you have to be like okay i believe i trust that this information is in a book and then make the conscious effort to say, okay, I'm going to find it. If, you know, if Mark is saying this and Shnaz is saying this, let's try it and find something. And if you seek, you shall find. Correct. And, you know, it's interesting what you were just saying about conscious, because that's the difference, too. There is, of course, TV, movie, what have you. But that is passive, all right. Reading is active. Now, you may while you're sitting there holding the book and looking at it, it may look like it's passive, but your brain is doing something totally different when you're reading a book compared to when you're watching TV or a movie. Right. So even that you're having the opportunity to to access and activate your brain in a way that benefits you compared to just sitting there as the couch potato. And don't get me wrong, TV is not my thing per se, but I watch TV every now and again. I'm not bashing TV, but what I'm trying to say, if you want to stimulate and activate your mind in a different way that actually it does, because TV doesn't stimulate you. TV is very passive. You just kind of sit there. Right, right. Reading words on a page causes your mind to collect. For me, especially if I'm reading a novel. 
I'll start putting in my own faces to the characters in the novel. It might be famous people or it might be people that's like my neighbor. Because as I'm reading and they're just and, and the character is being described, certain people come to mind. So let's say, for example, I'm reading a book and I want a character to be Denzel Washington. Okay, that looks like a Denzel Washington. You know, I'm reading and a character looks like, uh, I'll use Haley Berry as, you know, that's Haley Berry. Or, what, but, or it might be my neighbor or it might be somebody else I know. In some instances, you know, if it's a novel and if the author has their picture on the back of the book, you might even put them in there as the character. But see, your brain has to do that. It's not supplied for you, particularly right. if it's not a picture book. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you know what? I'm not going to down picture books either, okay? Right. I'm just going to say, just start reading. Just whatever it is. If you want to do... What is that? Uh, one fish, two fish, or blue red fish, blue fish? Right. I don't remember the doctor. Whatever, just just start. Just start one book. Just one book. Right. One page. How about this? One page a day. Just do one page, and then and then stop. That's it. Just one page a day is all I'm asking. You know, I'm not asking you to go out there and read like four hundred books a year. I, I'm just saying, just because the other thing, Mark, is that reading strengthens your mirror neurons Correct. in the brain. And it enhances your empathy. So you start feeling for your fellow human beings. I mean, the way our world is right now, right. without saying more, I mean, we really need to open our hearts and really look in and be empathetic to the struggles of the next person because everyone's going through something. And, you know, that's what mirror neurons do. They just kind of mirror what feelings are there. And that's why when you're reading something about a character, it's like you are taking that journey. And that's why your heart, I mean, I've had it where my heart's just been like, oh, my goodness. Right. Just that you feel that punch, you you know, the gut punch, and I'm like, where is this gut punch coming from? These are just words on a page, but no, you're actually feeling it. No, you're yeah. absolutely right. And that's what, I, that's what I was saying a couple of minutes ago in terms of the activation of a brain in a different way. And you're absolutely 100% correct. As a matter of fact, there have been times, and I know this has happened to you too, based on what you just said, in terms of you've gotten to know a character or you felt like you know a character and something happens to that character and you almost have to go back and reread it. Like, did that really happen? Let me go back and read that again to see did that... Did that <laughs> and right! Like, that, you know, what happens to me, Mark, is I'm like, wait, did I just forget my English? <laughs> you know, and then I'll be like, I'll read the words again and I'll be like, no, that's what it says. No, 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 but that's not what it says. They couldn't do that to my favorite character. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. It's it's just such a phenomenal journey. And Mark, I do want to say something to you because you talked about how much money you're spending, you know, like downloading books, right, on Amazon and stuff like that. So in my reading journey, right, I started, first I was like, when I started downloading more books and I'm kind of like, wait a minute, it's like I'm constantly spending money, right? Just kind of downloading books. And I was like, okay, um, this is kind of going in a direction 
Okay, now. So, um, interesting enough, I, I got on Bookstagram, which is really Instagram, and we used the hashtag Bookstagram, which is pictures of books and talking about books and all of that. And then I ran into some pictures of books that people were posting, and I was like, oh, that book looks so interesting, right? Right. So, I will, uh, so I'll be like, I want that book. So I'll go to the bookstore or I'll look it up on Amazon. It's like, oh, that's a pre-order. That book is not out yet. Right. And I'm like, wait, what? Wait, that, this person's written the full review and told about how much they love the book and right. everything about the book. And I'm like, wait, how did they get that book? And, and then you get into this whole journey. Like, this became like a challenge. I love challenges. So it's, And it's a bookish challenge. It's like, how are they getting all these books before it got released? And I, I think I have a podcast episode about that, too, and how to get advanced reader copies. And I started going into that. And now I'm working with some publicists who are like, you know, the publicist just sent me an email yesterday going, okay, so your next book I'm going to send you is this book. I really think you'll like it because of this and this and this. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And they're like, oh, this book's com- coming out in July so let's have you reading it before then and interviewing the author. And you just open this world Correct. of now getting books that other people haven't read. And I'm kind of like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> no, you're, you know what? You're absolutely right in terms of, and you're, yes, I've had that experience, particularly on Amazon, in terms of I thought it was already out. And, and like you said, it's a, it's a pre-order. But, you know, now what did you say? Bookstagram? You said it's like Instagram? Instagram. What is it yeah, called? It's, no, it is Instagram, okay? It's Instagram, huh. but... But for books, but in with books. So you are on Instagram, but it's called the Bookstagram community because whatever you post, you put the hashtag Bookstagram. It's, okay, we're well, going to have to spell it for books a gram. Bookstagram. B O O K S T A G R A M. Okay, so you put that as a hashtag. Yes. Oh, see, that's good. So no, see, this is why this is why I like meeting folks because I learn things. So that's so from now on, whenever I do something about the show or whatever, I'm gonna put that hashtag on there. Yeah, and also you you said this goes on YouTube, right? Correct. The hashtag would be BookTube. BookTube. I think that's the hashtag. Yes, I think it's the hashtag for YouTube is BookTube, and for TikTok, it is BookTok. Okay, so I right, see this is like she said in her bio that she she's into bookish stuff, and you can hear she's talking. <laughs> she knows her books, and she, she so you got the hashtags going on in terms of each social media site, and that's good because again, you're always trying to attract the audience. And in terms of what you just said about working with publicists and publishers to get advanced copies, that is a way. You're absolutely right in terms of being able to get the book prior to the larger masses getting it, the masses getting the book. So Right. And and if it's a great book, you know, like if it's like, wow, and you know, you get this book and then if it becomes a bestseller or something, it's like, right. ooh, it's just super cool. Now I know that's right. So it's it's interesting. So now you you actually answered one of the questions I do normally ask in terms of were you a reader as a child, and you've already established that yes, that's what you did as a child. Got away from it and went back to it. Now, for those of you who are listening, you probably think uh, Shanaz and I are just like two nerds, two bookworms, two the. But the truth of the matter is. If you get to where we are in terms of having a passion for it, you'll you'll understand what we're talking about, and and. Let's say, for example, as we were just saying, you don't necessarily have to spend because there's that thing called a library where you can yeah. go 
and borrow. If you don't want to buy the books themselves, you can now go to your local library. And I also heard Shana say something about audiobooks. You can, if you, if you just cannot bring yourself to using your eyes, now you also have the option of being able to listen to the book. Now, see, this is where audiobooks are great, particularly if you have a commute. Because now, again, you're maximizing your time. So now rather than just sitting there, you know, um, and I'm, I'm not bashing news talk, but I mean, it's kind of like the same thing over and over and over and over again. So rather than just sitting there with everything that's negative going on in the world, okay, listen to it once. And then after that, put the audio book on. It's a wonderful way to maximize your time. And again, another way to get through books. So when you start hearing Shanaz talking about she went through 100 books a year or either the article that said you can get through 400 books a year. This is how, these are some strategies and tactics of how you can do that. Right. And also, Mark, I have a couple of comments. Is the audiobook, when I first started, I was listening at regular speed. And a good friend of mine told me, well, just increase your speed. And I was like, what? So I'll be very honest. When I went from one times the speed to 1.25, my comprehension decreased. Like, I was like, there is no way. But then the only reason I stuck it out is because well, I was like, how is she doing it that I cannot do it? There was, I mean, I was like, no, I'm going to take it as a challenge. So I just started listening to it. I was missing a few words here and there, but I just listened. I just kept going, and then it just clicked. And then I moved up to 1.5. Same thing, missing a few words. Then it clicked. Well, now the current audiobook that I finished, it was at 2.7 speed. And I'm like, I can, I got all the words, like all of it. It's just perfect. And if I'm really lucky, I can do three. I haven't been able to go past three times the speed. But anyway, so you can build up your tolerance. And, and so I consume more books that way. Now, you, see, things- again, you've just thrown something at me that I didn't realize. And I've, every now and again, I've listened to audiobooks, but I didn't realize you can control how fast or slow the book goes. So you're telling me you can get through a book even faster if you increase the speed and it helped your comprehension. Well, I don't know about it helps your comprehension. I mean, you can comprehend it. What I mean is it's still reading. Right. right? So but- you're, you're still comprehending. You're, you're still getting everything out of a book, but at twice the speed. But that, I mean, but that's still that's that's an interesting point in terms of your, because again, you you have to discipline yourself to really focus and pay attention because it's going faster than you would normally listen to somebody. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Because if because at two times the speed, if someone distracts me, oh, that's the most frustrating thing because you lose a lot. So now you got to go back. You know, it's like every second or two, there's so many words you miss. If you get distracted. Why? See, and again, that's 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 something else I have to think about. And I'm a shout out there. I have a listener that, that just Facebooked me saying Audible Books was her favorite. Big shout outs to you, Anita Anderson. She says, good morning. Audible Books are my fave. So there are folks listening. Anita, out there. <laughs> Anita you need to switch to Libro FM, okay? Get off Audible because Audible is with Amazon. Libro FM actually gives money to your local bookstores. You're supporting your local bookstores by doing Libro FM, and you have the same amount of audiobooks, and it's the same subscription fee. Sorry, Mark, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I had to. Not, no, not a cut off at all. Now, what was that? What again? You're sharing in your bio. It says you're talking about how your bookish stuff and how reading can change your life. But so you obviously have studied this and you know this stuff. So that's great that you're sharing. What was the name of that again? It's called Libro.fm. 
Dot, you have to spell it for me again. Okay, it's L I B R O dot F M. Okay, Libro dot F M. Okay, see all these things. I'm kind of like jotting down now because you're teaching me. <laughs> right. Like I'm, I'm, right. I'm your student right this morning. <laughs> I, I will. I will. Okay. So I will tell you, I am an influencer for them, which means they do give me about six free books every month. Okay. okay? And there is a code if you want to use it. Uh, I haven't gotten anything out of the code, to be very honest. So whether you use it or not, you know, it hasn't benefited me yet. But um, but anyway, what it does is your local bookstore gets part of the money when you buy a book from them. So when you buy a book from Amazon, I mean from Audible, Amazon gets the money. Okay. But when you buy a book from Libra FM, your local bookstore gets the money. And I see it. Anita heard you, and she popped it into Facebook. She put the link in there. It says Libro FM, same audiobooks, different story. Different story. Yes. That's what it says. Same audio yes. books, different story. All right. So, see, again, you're sharing, and uh, this is great because that means folks in the listening audience are hearing you, and they're learning as well right along with me. So, I'd I, I never heard of Libro. That's the first time I've heard of them, Libro.fm, and the hashtag Booksagram and, and all so forth and so on. So, like I said, I'm, I'm sitting here learning right along with the audience this morning. Um, thank you so and much. And one more thing about library. Do we have one can I say something about the library real quick? Sure, you can say whatever you want to say. Well, as long as it's not profane, as long as it's not porn. But no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the library has an app called Libby, and you can download ebooks from your library using the Libby app. And you can download both ebooks and audiobooks, so you get free. And that's, you said Libby, L I B B Y or L I B B I E? How is it? L I B B Y? L I B B Y dot com? Yes. Okay. Um, no, it's just an app. I'm sorry. I'm, I don't think it's the dot com. I'm sorry. I think it's just an app. Just oh, it's an app. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. Libby, L I B B Y. It's an app. Okay, gotcha. But see, these are all these are all resources. And now, interestingly enough, when I'm just like you're, uh, when you're not doing the bookish stuff, you're a pediatric dentist. When I'm not doing bookish stuff, I'm a principal of a school. And just oh, wow. just yesterday, today Saturday, Thursday. There's a resource that we were using that uh, it was just introduced in our district. It's called Learning Alley, and it's audiobooks for students, for kids, grades K to 12, I believe. Uh, but it's called Learning Alley, and our teachers were trained on it. But what it is is, and I didn't even realize it, it's audiobooks. It's audiobooks for, for kids, or they have an opportunity. Right. And because what we're doing is, again, one of the things that I found with working with students is, and I tell parents and everybody this all the time, reading is the foundation for every other subject. Now, I'm, I'm not taking away from math, science, but if you read and comprehend, you can do the other subjects. If you, Absolutely. If you cannot read and comprehend, you're going to have a hard time doing the other subjects. And that's what I found in our students because their reading levels are so low or deficient they struggle with everything else in school. So I'm always on a big push, not to mention since reading is my passion anyway, I'm always on a big push to get kids reading more. So whenever the supervisor uh, call me and says, you know, are your teachers using Learning Alley? I was kind of like, well, what is Learning Alley? Like, oh, no, we trained them on it a month ago, and they're supposed to be assigning, you know, allowing the kids on their off time to listen to audiobooks. I was like, oh, this is great. I'm going to be pushing this. But that just happened. Talk about Law of Attraction. That just happened with me Thursday. Wow. So It is actually an episode I did on my podcast with a friend of mine who, uh, I'm actually looking for that episode right now, um, who talks about all the 
audio book app for children, especially that link in with the school systems. Right. Like, there's one, like, she was like, oh, you can get this, 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 and I'm, and I looked it up, and then they're like, what school do you belong to? And I'm like, oh, never mind. But it's something that links in with your school district. And right. I, oh, here we go. Here we go. It's uh, If you go to my podcast, right, Living a Life with Books, it's uh, Season 2, Episode 94. Okay. And it says, E-Reader App Resources for Children. Now, I'm glad you went, because whenever we still have a few more minutes to talk, but when we get to the end of the interview, I always allow my guests to promote all of their, you know, whether it's websites, podcasts, or what have you, they have the opportunity to do this. So I'm going to make sure before we go that everybody in the listening audience knows how they can listen to your podcast, how they can go to, if you have your website, how they can go there, whatever they can do. So I'm glad you brought that up. Um, matter of fact, whenever we get there to that point, I'm going to have you go back through it again in terms of websites and access to your podcast and stuff. But it is just, sure. it is so many resources out there for any, matter of fact, this is what I say in this age of technology, there is no excuse or reason. And it sounds bad the way I'm going to say, it, but there's no really no reason for anybody to be dumb. Because you have that thing called Google that's at your fingertips that like, again, there's nothing you can put in Google search bar that an answer doesn't come back. All right. That's the first thing. But in terms of, as you said, with reading and everything, it's not even a matter now of, well, you know, I, I can't get to Barnes and Noble. I can't get to the library. Well, you don't have to get there. You can get on your computer. You get, you know, it'll come to you. Like you said, you have the apps and your, your electronic devices. They'll come to you. So there really, there really isn't any excuse. And as we started earlier in the show, like you said, if you don't like reading because you haven't found the right book. Right. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I just recently read, um, actually recently, as in last year, I read The Count of Monte Cristo. Oh, my goodness. Have you read that book? I haven't read I know the book, but I haven't read it. That's another one of those classics. That's a classic book. It, it is a classic. And I'm reading this, and I'm like, okay. okay. You know, you just, you know it's a classic, and you're reading through this, and oh, wow. Oh, wow, Mark. I mean, that book. I was... And here's, here's the thing to your listeners, okay? I had a choice. I could have done the 300-page version of the Count of Monte Cristo, or I could have done the, I think, 800- or 1,000-page version of the Count of Monte Cristo. What do you think I chose? Well, of course I chose the 1,000-page version. Why would I? I mean, why would I take away from my reading pleasure? I just want to. That's how much I love it. I that's how much I want to soak in and be in that environment. And, oh, wow. I mean, Duma, I, after the Count of Monte Cristo, it's like well, on my list of things to read, like Three Musketeers and the other books that he's written, because apparently he's written a lot of other books, and they're all phenomenal. Right. So Now, see, as, you're, as, as you're listening, folks, and you hear the excitement, that, now I'd like, like I said, I just intuitively knew that this interview was going to be just like it is now, only from Shanaz's emails back and forth with each other. I knew it was going to be like this. But you can hear her passion. And this is the thing. Reading makes you that much more of an interesting person. For those of us who read and read a lot, we're never at a loss in any conversation, anywhere, with anybody. 
you will always have something to contribute to the conversation when you are a reader. Because you, it, you are well-rounded. You, you become really well-rounded as you read. And, and you don't have to get, well, if you do, that's fine too. But you don't have to be limited to one genre. You've heard us talk about reading novels. You've heard us talk about reading autobiographies, biographies, classicals, what have you. You can become well-rounded and a more interesting person by upping your reading game. And, and Mark, you know, I will tell you, I got, I got a younger person, um, younger as in like 20s person who did not read nonfiction, right? Just did not read the self-help nonfiction. I don't want to do that. I got her to read that genre now. And she's just like, oh my gosh, I didn't know this because I directed her to the right book. Right. And you're a principal, so I'm sure you've read the book uh, by Dweck, Mindset. Oh, yes, Carol Dweck. Yes, indeed. Growth Mindset yeah. versus Fixed Mindset. Yes, yes. Yeah, that book, I mean, it changes your life. You read these books and it changes your life because you're like, wow, you're right. I used to have a fixed mindset. I still kind of do, but I'm still kind of, but I can, I can be like, well, no, remember the book? Remember? Right. You got to change your thoughts. Change it. And, you know, and I'm almost 50 years old, but I am, it's still changing me. So, oh, wow. And, of course, there's, you know, the how to win friends and influence people. That's Correct. Dale Carnegie. That's right. Yes. Hey, it's so good. It you is. Know? I've read that a couple of times. I've, I've read yeah, that I, particular book two or three times. That's the other thing, I too. Wanted, I want to read that one again. I, I mean, that's on my reread list, and actually it's on my study list. Right. Like, And the stories in that book, it's just so great. And it's just kind of like this. Okay. So the listeners out there, you know, you're listening right now. We're, we're having this conversation, right? Now, instead of listening to this conversation, if I would put all these words, you know, you, Y-O-U-R, listening to this conversation, all of this as words in a book, you would read it, and then it would just be that conversation between you and the author. That's Correct. What it is. It's, it's, it's beautiful. No, it really is. And, and, and again, it's not... <laughs> We really are trying to encourage that. In many instances, someone who would listen to a show like this is already a reader for the most part. That's true. However, That's true. there are some folks who may listen who like say, like, you know what? I, I wasn't a reader, but after listening to those two talk, maybe I will give it a shot. That's the folks we're looking for. The ones that are like, hmm, I was kind of on the fence. No, reading really wasn't my thing. But I'm hearing a passion there about maybe, like you said, if you start off with a page a day. Go grab a book if you want there. there, I mean, you hear me read each Saturday morning from Daily Devotionals. You can get books that are written that don't have a year attached to them, but they have the date. So say, for example, today is May 1st. You can get something and read something just for today, May 1st. Read that only. Put the book away tomorrow. Open it up again, whatever's written for May 2nd, and go through the year like that. That's a start. But start. Now, this is the other thing, too. And I get it in terms of, you know, progressive over the years. There was a time where folks couldn't go to school or they had to work in the field. So they really didn't get an opportunity to learn how to read. But that's not this day. At this point, if you don't know how to read, there is no shame in letting somebody know that. Get the help that you need. 
somebody can teach you. There are programs out there. There are computer programs. There is no reason for anybody not to know how to read because there's there's the ability to read, whether you know how to do it or not, and then there's the desire to do it. For a lot of people, they may want to, but they don't know how to. And because of that, they're ashamed of it. And what I'm here to tell you is don't be ashamed. Get somebody to help you learn how to read. And then your desire will kick in. You'll get that right book that Shanaz was just talking about. So there's a a couple of things going on. If you don't know how to read, do not feel ashamed or feel bad. Just ask somebody who does know how to read to help you. All right. And again, there are enough programs and apps and everything else that if you don't want to ask another person, the computer will do it for you. All right. Then once you learn how to read and know how to read, then you need to develop a love for it. Because as I said, I'm a firm believer and you really cannot succeed, excuse me, in the other subject areas. If you don't read and comprehend well, reading is like the foundation or the basement of the house or what have you. Shanaz is a dentist. The reason she was able, the reason she was able to take opportunity because she had options. The reading as a child and the being a good student gave her options. So when she said, I originally wanted to be a real doctor and then wound up being a dentist, she had options. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't know how to read or you don't read, you limit your options. Shanaz was able to shift gears because... She was a good student. And I'm, I'm linking the good student with the reading. It's all connected. So when, when you hear her with that passion, and I can't, so whenever you're working with your students or your kids, rather, that come into the dental office, or do you have an opportunity to chat with them about reading? Or like, I know a lot of pediatric dentists give out uh, toys or toothbrushes or candy or what have you. I could kind of see you probably giving out books. <laughs> <laughs> I should. <laughs> we do have a little book. We do have a little book and pencil they can do. Uh, you know, they can use. But I do talk to the kids about reading and stuff. And ah, that's what I thought. <laughs> you know, recently I had a patient who came into the office, twelve-year-old kid, and the mom told me she's like, "Doctor Matt, I just want to let you know, my son listens to your podcast religiously." I'm like, uh, "Well, what?" And then here she is. We're we're out in the parking lot talking because I meet the patients in the parking lot now due to COVID. But anyway, we're out in the parking lot talking about all the books that I need to recommend for her son to read. And she's like writing furiously, like, "Okay, what about this? This? Okay, this." I'm like, "Here you go. That will hold you off for a little bit, and then you know, let's go from there." There you go. <laughs> but I mean, I'm impressed that I mean, if, even that the 12 year old listening to the podcast that's a great thing because th- that means. He'll listen, pick up something, and probably, because he respects you and knows you, probably listen to what you say do. Right. Which really puts a huge responsibility on me now. <laughs> <laughs> see, we, 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 we were talking a couple of minutes ago about it. I said, I could kind of see you, the way you love reading, is giving out children's books as their uh, little prize whenever they finish you know, their dental work. However, that's what I've now become known. People know usually when I give them a gift, they usually know us. About, I guess really kind of like the joke between my family and with my nieces and, and my sister and all of them. Like, like, oh, if you got a gift from Mark, it's probably a book. I'm like, You're correct. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> uh, I love that. You know, here's the thing. The Mark Twain quote. Yes. The man, the man who... Uh, 
cannot read. Oh, no, the man who can read and does not read has no power over the man who cannot read. Correct. I love that quote. Absolutely right. (laughs) You know, Mark gave me a book, but, hey, I can read, but I do not read. What is your difference? What is the difference between you and someone who cannot read? And then, obviously, someone who cannot read, they can pick it up, they can learn how to read, and they can excel and exceed. That's right. But yeah, that's kind of like that's the running joke in my family. They they, they know they usually get some type of a book, and this is the thing about books because really, what you're giving, if they choose to open it and read it, you are giving them knowledge, or you're giving them if it's a novel, it could be entertainment or what have you. But with a book, that is the gift that keeps on giving. All right. Right. You, I may have given it to you this Christmas, and you may not open it up until next Christmas, but at that point, you've opened it up. You've now gotten the information that's in the book, and you can always go back and reread it and refer to it again or whatever, unlike maybe a gift that you might get that you put down and never use again. So it's something that you can constantly use over and over again. So they know they're either going to get a book from me or either a Barnes & Noble gift card or a bookstore gift card or something. Again, a part, that's a part of the education because I'm really all about the reading and the education, folks being educated. I mean, I really, you know, the education is key. Like I said, education allowed you the option of being able to switch gears from the quote-unquote real doctor to being a dentist. <laughs> and, you could, and you could have done vice versa if it was the other way around. But it's all of it. See, this is and, and, and when I talk to folks here on the show on Saturday mornings, I always tie in the school. Education is the key to everything else in terms of your options. I keep talking options. You don't ever want to limit yourself. And for folks who don't get their education, and in my mind, for folks who don't expand their knowledge base by reading, they limit themselves. They, they, they literally pigeonhole themselves or put themselves in a very little box and they struggle getting out of it. At least as a good student or as a reader, you allow yourself to have options. If this didn't work, okay, let's try that. Not to mention, by reading and studying, it will show you options. You know, I never thought of that, but after I read this book, this author said, so the imagination and the ideas and everything else that comes along with it, and not to mention, I mean, there are times... We're, we're, uh, we're talking about novels. All right. If I'm on vacation, I might not want to read an autobiography, but I might want to read a novel just to chill out, just to relax, just to have some fun. And then at another time in the year, like, no, I, I, I'm reading autobiographies or I'm trying to research something. I'm trying to find out something. So there are different reasons to read as well. Right. And the other thing is when you're reading a novel, right, people are like, well, it's just a novel. It's just story if you need like a well done like a historic novel right like world war Two, i mean it's right down to the timelines with these books in 1939 hitler invaded this country and in 19 you know 40 this happened and you know right. this, characters were in paris and then there was you know their homes were taken all of the, you know every bit of it the, our history is there like recently i read a book Against the Loveless World, which was about, like, the whole um, Israel and Palestine thing where these people lost their homes. Right. And then they were kicked out, and then they had to live in Kuwait where, 
you know, and, and this is the history. This is the history of our world. Correct. And I'm kind of like, oh, wow. And, you know, and how Kuwait didn't really accept them. And, you know, how these people tried to make it, to live, and to try to make it back. And it was just this very poignant scene where this old woman, she goes back into her own home, except there are these other families living there because they've been kicked out of the land. Right. Now, it's just, it's like crazy. No, you're right. Now, earlier, if you don't mind my asking, if you want to answer it, fine. If not, I'm okay with that, too. But you were talking cultural. What what is your culture in terms of your Shanaz Ahmed? What 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 culture are you? So I was born in India. Okay, so now the earlier I said you probably heard me say that this entire three hours was dedicated to the plight of India right now. So okay, you were born in India. Yeah, in Southeast India, yes. Okay. So basically it's from that cultural background. Okay, so then again, like I was saying earlier, there is no such thing as a positive stereotype, even though people think it is. But you're absolutely right. There are certain cultures where the expectation is you're going yeah. to be an excellent student. You're going to be, I mean, that's, and that's ingrained in culture. You're absolutely right. So, okay, that makes very much sense to me. So now, do you, do you have folks that are in India now, especially given what's going on? I do. I have some family members. Um, yeah, I do. Yeah, it's it's I've been keeping up with that whole thing that's going on. And I've certainly, you know, I've been telling folks, you know, pray and send positive thoughts for India because uh, they're going through at the moment. Yeah, it's, it's really bad. But, however, they have been, um, India, what happened is they had a lockdown before. Right. And then they, but then after the lockdown, like last year, they opened it up completely. They had sporting events. Right. They had uh, political rallies. Uh, all kinds of stuff without masks, fully crowded. Mm-hmm. And, and we're now, and we're at that point now. We're heading in that same direction right now. So it'll be interesting to see. You know, I'm hoping that the vaccine does what it's supposed to do, and even when we do begin to open back up, that you know we'll be okay. But it, you know, that's still to be seen. But anyway, my thoughts right. and prayers and positivity and everything else is you know because again, back you were talking about readers usually have empathy. You're right. Yes. In in terms of why you know. I've, I mean, on social media, I've heard some really selfish commentary about why should we go over and help India? Why should, I was like, you know, that's just straight up selfish. Here we got folks here. We got more than enough vaccine because we got folks silly enough not to take it. Okay. Right. And, and yet you don't want to share it with another country that needs more. Like, how selfish can you be? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so, oh, that's what I mean. But I know that's taking us off topic. But in any event, uh, Shanaz and I have been talking all morning about reading since she's been on the air. And we have actually come down to the end of our time. I'm going to have to have you back on for sure. And because at this point, like I was saying earlier, um, you're going to have the opportunity to promote. And anything you can say, anything with the exception of a dollar amount, but all your websites, the podcast sites, you can even promote the dental business for folks who might be listening in your area. You can say anything with the exception of price because that you can work out once folks get in touch with you all right so we're okay. at that point in the interview now where i am going to shut the microphone off and dr shanaz ahmed has the opportunity to promote oh wow i'm promoting myself so i have a podcast and the podcast is called living a life through books it's available on spotify apple Podcasts. so hear me just talk about books and all kinds of stuff you can reach me at living a life through books at gmail.com I have a website that's still under construction, but it's there. It's called shnazamad.com. That's 
S-H-A-H-N-A-Z-A-H-M-E-D.com. I am also a Libra FM influencer, which means if you guys sign up with Libra FM and use the code LLTB podcast, you will, I don't know what you'll get from that. You'll get some benefit. I haven't gotten any benefit from it yet, but I still promote them because it supports your local community and your local bookstore for audiobooks. And um, that's all I have, folks, really. I just want to say read. I don't know. Say, say the name of the podcast again because I'm going to follow you on all the platforms. Okay. Living a Life Through Books. It's through T-H-R-U or T-H-R-O-U-G-H? T-H-R-O-U-G-H. Okay, so living a life through books. I will be following you. I'm already following you on some, but I didn't realize it was on the other platforms. So I will definitely be looking for that in podcast platforms. Are you on Facebook too? I am. Are you under your name or are you under the, the book? Both. 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 Okay, I, so I, mean, I don't know if yeah, we can... Both. Like I mean, my name is my personal thing but I don't do much on that, but I do have living a life through books, yeah. Okay. I'm not sure if I connected with you on that, but I will. Uh, also, Shanaz is on Clubhouse. For I'm some... on Clubhouse as Shanaz on that. I'm on Instagram mm-hmm. as living a life through books. Okay. so And, and, and I know she's on Swell because that's where we met. <laughs> right. And I'm on TikTok. And on TikTok. So, okay. This interview actually shaped up exactly as I expected it to. As I said earlier, I could tell from your email commentary the type spirit and energy that you had. I could feel it intuitively from the page, even though we had not talked. And, of course, from hearing your voice on Swell. So I just knew it was going to I'd already posted on my Facebook page. It's going to be a fun interview this morning. And sure enough, <laughs> it has. And so I thank you so much. You're in, are you, you're calling out of Indiana? I'm calling out of uh, St. Louis, Missouri. St. Louis. Oh, that's what I meant. St. So what time zone are you? Are you in Eastern time or are you Central time? I'm Central time. Okay, so you're an hour behind us. Yes. So it's like 8.15 here now, so it's about 7.15 there. And so when you joined me, it was 6 o'clock your time, 7 o'clock my time. Correct. All right. So, well, again, I'm much appreciative that you rose early to join me. The information was great in terms of the various hashtags and resources that you shared. Like I said, I see Anita. She popped up. She took down Libby. She took down Libro.fm. And she says her grandchildren also listen to audiobooks, and they love them also. So, Anita, thank you so much for contributing to the show this morning as well. I'm glad that uh, you learned something from the resources that were shared. Also, I'm definitely going to look up Libro.fm as well. All right. Excellent. So, Shanaz, we will be in touch. I will uh, email the links to you and the and the YouTube link to you whenever that's ready. Uh, and we'll be in touch on all the other platforms as well. But, yeah, keep on reading and keep pushing reading with the kids and everybody else uh, because it is the foundation. I really – there's very few of anybody that can convince me that reading isn't the foundation. It just it, – it is. <laughs> yes. And Mark, thank you, thank you, thank you for having me on your show. I really appreciate it. I had so much fun. I'm glad because I had fun as well. I had fun with you as well. And and again, whenever we connected on Swell and after I started seeing all this stuff you were doing about reading, I said, oh, I got to have her on because my show is about reading and she loves to read. So I got to have her on. So thank you. And we <laughs> will be in touch. My guests always have an open invite. If you're doing anything or if you're introducing anything new, it's just a matter of emailing me and we just schedule a date. Okay. All right. I will definitely. Yeah, and let's be in touch. All right. We will. Have a great rest of your day. You too, Mark. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Take care.